Well, hello and welcome everybody to our next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And today I'm joined by Doug Cripe and Lindley Bennett. Good morning. Hi. A bit more enthusiasm. <laughs> Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Martin. Hi, guys. And we are going to talk about worship and particularly our sung worship and why do we as Christians sing? So, over to you guys. Why do we sing? I mean, I think Christians sing more than any other religion. Why? Ladies first. Do you want to take it, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the first issues is obedience. I mean, certainly there are a lot of emotional, psychological and spiritual reasons to sing. And we will talk about those. But we also see that in the Bible and in the Old Testament, one of the things that God is very clear on that singing his praises was an important part of corporate worship. So I think we do it because it's always been done because it's one of the ways that God created us to worship him. Yeah, the Psalms say, sing to the Lord. And that is a command, isn't it? That's right. And I would add, I really like Colossians 3.16. And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So we have instructions from both the Old Testament and the New Testament about the importance of singing. And I really like this idea of when we sing, we're letting the word of Christ dwell richly in us, and we encourage each other to do that through songs. I love that in the book of Nehemiah, they talk about these two enormous choirs that were to, were to come from different walls as they were you know, celebrating. And there's quite a lot of time devoted to a discussion about who would run this and you know, people who were gifted to do this. So it wasn't just something you, you, know, you just slapped together, but quite a lot of time was put into finding the people who were gifted to do it and rehearsing it and preparing this fantastic moment. And so sometimes when I've you know, wondered whether I'm putting too much effort in, I'm reminded that actually it's not for show, but that doing work for God, we should always put effort in. But there is something to be gained from doing the the corporate worship through music well. So I always find that a very encouraging part of the Old Testament. And that that is in itself glorifying to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, well, what about the Lord clearly commands us to do it. He must do that for a reason. It is for our good as well as his glory. Just talk about what music and song does to us emotionally, that reading a text, because we could just stand there and read it out loud. Why sing it? Well, I think that singing is a way to actively engage with what we're you know, looking at with yeah. a, a portion of scripture. It brings, not only is, it, is there active engagement involved, but it brings together the heart and the mind. This is yeah. something that we have talked about uh, when we look at songs to introduce to Westlake. You know, does this song engage us intellectually? Does it engage us emotionally? Do we respond to it? You know, is, is it all one or is it all the other? Is there a good balance there? So I think that's one of the things that's different from just either being a passive listener or, you know, we could stand and recite together something, which we do, and that has its place. But music somehow elevates the engagement on our part with what we're looking at, with what we're contemplating. And for me, that's very key in in why we sing. Yeah, absolutely. Lindley, would you add anything to that? Yes, I I think that it's recognised 
outside the church and obviously in science and with small children and it's sporting matches. It's an extremely visceral experience to sing. Even as you sing alone, you know, all of us at one time have launched into song alone and it's a, it can be very powerfully expressive of something much deeper inside. But then singing together, whether you're tunelessly yelling your football team's song with however many other thousands in a stadium, or you're standing shoulder to shoulder with people who believe something life-changing and singing the same truths, I think there is a common experience there. The difference is that when you sing words that remind you that your life, the value of your life and the purpose of your life and the direction of your life has a solid truth behind it that it doesn't rely on you and that is the, the truth of God and what he has done in Jesus, that is extremely powerful. But I think God made us to enjoy, just as he does, to enjoy beautiful things. And so if you add beautiful truths to beautiful music what you have is a package of something that stimulates all the senses of the the human experience you know when people say i don't really need to come to church i can just listen to the songs alone for instance it's very different to sing a song by yourself and sometimes for me that's often it's important that i sing a very personal song alone but when i feel the people on either side of me and hear people singing behind me and in front and see others leading when i sing the same thing standing close to people, I think it hammers it home emotionally and intellectually in a way that just doesn't if you if you just read it. Something else I was I wanted to add, which which you kind of triggered, when I went to this worship workshop uh, organized by Sovereign Grace, one of the things that Bob Coughlin said was that our singing should affect us. If people are not being moved by what we are singing, then something is wrong. And I really like that because, as Lindy was just saying, we should be carried along by what we're singing. It should have an effect on us because we're singing great things. And if those great things aren't coming through in the music, then something is wrong. You know, the word of God should always be preeminent and and that should move us. Uh, We want people to feel the weight of God's word. And song, for me, I mean, you know, as much as I I love your preaching, Martin, I never am moved to tears by it. But songs (laughs) do that to me. You know, often I will, you know, sometimes it's touch and go whether I'm going to be able to finish a song or not because I'm feeling emotion. (laughs) In God, in, in his infinite wisdom, has given us this other channel for communication, which is song and music. And as Lindley said, that touches us deeply. And it's fantastic that we have this in addition to the spoken word to learn about God and to communicate his truths. Yeah. And it is that story, isn't it, of what Christ has done for us, that the song enables us to in some way become a part of again, and it becomes real for us emotionally as we sing it. And that's why joy should be a big marker of our worship, because it is wonderful what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And the song helps us express that. Absolutely. And sound, beautiful sounds, are part of creation. You know, we, whether we're listening to birdsong or whatever it is that really moves us, these incredible, I often, often think as I play or I practice on my own or I'm playing in the orchestra, how extraordinary God's creation is that these sound waves should come together in such a way as to communicate something of his character. So even if you take the words away, it's true to say that any beautiful music speaks to the character of God. Yes. yes. When you add 
a lyric, and, and I, I think there are two things to this, that it's what the lyric says, but it's also a human voice, God's pinnacle of creation speaking yeah. these words. Then you have something that I think is out of this world. You know, it transcends the everyday kind of mundane. Yeah. And, you, and I think we've all experienced moments like that at church. And part of the purpose of the preparation we do during the week and of the rehearsal is to be able to bring well-played music with beautiful lyrics that we've chosen together in such a way as to create for individuals whether what whatever song it is that affects them that there is a moment where they are taken outside of themselves outside of their everyday and whatever baggage they've brought to think i'm going to be doing this at the foot of jesus throne in eternity face to face in perfect harmony with these people i see around me you know, even that moment, think that, and God chose me, not because I'm a good singer or not a good singer or whatever. God chose me for this extraordinary experience. And this is just a, a taste of the glories and the beauty that I will experience. Yeah. I think there was a moment where Handel said after, I think it was the, having written the Hallelujah Chorus, he said, it was as though heaven opened before me. Mm-hmm. And it is that sense of transcendence, isn't it? Where just for a moment you get a clearer glimpse of what the truth is Mm. and what reality is in God. Mm. Well that's the end of part one. In part two Doug and Lindley talk about congregational singing and the surprising benefits of when we as a church as the Lord's people sing together. For now God bless you all.